This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good morning. I'm Rich Bradbury and welcome to the all-new Resource Centre, your one-stop shop for insights and strategies to help build, manage and grow your business. Today on the show... We're diving back into the ever-evolving landscape of artificial intelligence as we're taking a look at its potential implications to Malaysia's business ecosystem in 2024. A conversation I feel like I've had so many times in the last few months is AI. It's never going away. It's going to be here for some time. Now, the future of AI is marked arguably by two contrasting perspectives. On one hand, there are the techno-optimists, or the AI boomers, who envision rapid and groundbreaking advancements in various related fields like uh, financial services, healthcare, or entertainment, just, just to name a few. On the other hand, you have the AI doomers, who are concerned about the potential risks posed by advanced AI, including the possibility of AI taking over the role of humanity. Not that I want to put too much doom into your minds there. So, obviously, it's fair to say that many of us could be a boomer or a doomer, or you might be sat on the fence, because both of them are totally valid opinions to have artificial intelligence. But how has this contrast in views shaped the business landscape here in Malaysia when it comes to AI. What are some potential risk management strategies that businesses should consider moving forward? And what can we expect to see in 2024 and beyond? So to help me digest some of that and a little bit more here on Resource Center is Sir Yong Go, Head of Compliance at Advance.ai, Southeast Asia's leading provider of digital identity verification and risk management solutions. And in the meantime, if you have any thoughts or questions, you can get us on our U-Mobile WhatsApp number. It is 018-789-8899 or reach out to us via social media on X. We are at BFM Radio. So, Young, welcome to the show. Hello. Welcome. How are you? I'm good. Thank you, you for having me today. Feeling confident? Yep, yep. Feeling festive and um, confident with Excellent. the year coming. Yep. Now, um, I guess I should, before we get started... Are you a boomer or are you a doomer? Well, I think given my background, I have the choice to choose between a doomer and a gloomer because I have seen both sides of the coins, given my background, that um, I'm from IT background. So I have seen the opportunities that AI could bring Mm -hmm. and I could see the potential risks or threats that it could pose as well. Uh But if you ask me at this current position, I'm definitely of a... Gloomer. Oh, you're a gloomer? Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> so, as you heard me kind of introduce, you know, the, the two sides, the, the doomers or the boomers or gloomers and doomers, whatever we want to call it, um, just to kind of, I guess, further explain the difference in views to our listeners between an AI boomer and an AI doomer. Sorry, I think just now what I meant was boomer. Okay, I'm a boomer. Yeah. So um, I guess we had this conversation in 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 our organization um, that sparked a fury of debates and chatteries la- late last year. Yeah. Uh, during this incident where it happened in OpenAI itself. 
that the CEO Sam Altman was actually being ousted. So when that news mm. broke out, then we we think that there's a, a big uh, repercussion to that given that open AI is like the patient zero for the AI industry. Yeah. Whatever happens there, there will be the uh, aftermath effect. So repercussions will go yeah, everywhere. Yeah. To, to the whole industry. Yeah. So we have been keeping, keeping tab of that incident day in, day out. And, and it was a complicated incident, right? Yeah. yeah. Every day there's a 360 turn to, right. the, to the whole case. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's where this topic of Duma and Boomer came about uh-huh. in 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 our organization, and we thought that is is a good time to actually uh, do a stock take as well, given that it's end of the year, mm-hmm. on what would be uh, the potential twenty twenty four would look like right. for this industry. Right. Yeah. So um, for me, for Boomer like myself, we we have been front seat to see how AI could actually. Um, uh, uh, develop or provide the opportunities for all the various industries that yeah. are potentially looking into adopting AI. Yeah. And these are those that are optimistic, the people that are optimistic about what AI could do for mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Um, from financial to manufacturing to even governments, I think the opportunity has, has been quite clear. Uh, and However, of course, from the other side of things, uh, for the uh, doomers, then they would think that there is actually more risks or threats if AI is not governed or it moves too fast. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about challenges like privacy risks, um, deep fakes, misinformation. Yeah. I think this has been reflected from the World Economic Forum uh, from last year's report. I think uh, misinformation is like the top five, if not missing, even top three global risks that mm, was reported mm. for. And of course, the mis- this inf- misinformation would primarily be uh, due to some of these AI technologies being abused. And when, the, when, when Taylor Swift gets involved in the conversation, <laughs> you know this is having a big impact on society, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and not just in the entertainment industry. Yeah. The politics of it, given that this year is an election year, yeah. almost more than half of the countries globally will yeah. be going to elections. Well, except Malaysia, funnily enough. <laughs> <laughs> right. Would that be a right timing or bad timing? I'm uh, not sure. Uh, <laughs> we shall see. Okay. Now, w- with that in mind then, and, and considering this ongoing debate of this rapid evolution of AI, um, what key developments do you think we, we can see in the Malaysian AI landscape in 2024? Uh, from a policy perspective, I think we are uh, warming up with the role of the AI roadmap recently. Mm. And there is the uh, targeted rollout of this AI ethics and yeah. guidance, right, yeah. uh, in the Malaysia context. Uh, that would be from the national context level. Yeah. But I think... What I anticipate is that there can be the external influence as well. That means um, outside of Malaysia, where developments of all these governance are happening much more at a furious rate. Mm. That would have an impact to some of the organizations that are uh, operating in Malaysia. Some of them may take their own initiatives to develop certain policies of their own implementing something be it it could be 
the industry specific regulators or even other entities be it, uh, 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 communities and stuff. Right. This might be happening at the the, the lower level of um, the, the uh, in Malaysia context, and then perhaps depending on how the rates uh, of this AI development goes, there could be an intersection, uh, maybe end of the year or even early next year. Who knows? Whereby there will be a stock take again to see. Uh, where is the uh, overlapping or the intersection or alignment that needs to be done mm. with the AI roadmaps, the mm. ethics and guide, guidance that will be coming in uh, versus those that have been implemented in their respective organizations mm. or sectors. Okay. I, I think that that would be one of the uh, uh, development this timeline year. that yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to see. You see that in the, the latter part of the year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, w- with your experience at advanced.ai, how do you perceive the role of AI in reshaping the business landscape, uh, particularly in terms of efficiency, risk management, and investment strategies, things like that? I mean, I can tell you from, as you mentioned, you know, the, the, I, I cannot think now of really any industry that AI is not touching, you know, at some level at least anyway. Mm-hmm. Can you talk to me about um, how it might reshape things? One particular word that I always reflect in my mind when it comes to being a boomer for AI, right? Yeah. Is productivity. Right. So um, that that could be the flip side of the coin, right? So some might think that uh, th- that's where the, there's a disperception that AI will be taking over jobs, um, replacing roles and stuff. But in return, the productivity that AI could bring could be multiple folds. Mm. It could be doing a lot of the operational level kind of jobs, automating a lot of uh, uh, conversations that could be FAQs that people could easily find. Yeah. And this this chatbots uh, development or, or technology could be used in, across various industries. Then that would free up some of these uh, perhaps the, the the front desk operators mm. for them to to focus on things like take for example right let's say education so education in in Malaysia I think it will be ripe to leverage on some of these AI technologies whereby um, teachers are already overburdened yeah. with a lot of the uh, tasks of keying in or a lot of manual uh, uh, repetitive tasks. Teachers should be teaching. They shouldn't be doing exactly. work. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So I think there's a huge opportunities there in the education industry to uh, leverage on AI. And same goes for financial services whereby we have a lot of uh, exposure and a lot of uh, uh, opportunities to collaborate with the our customers. Mm. Uh, one area whereby I think AI could help would be on the... Uh, uh, financial risk management, fraud detections, for example, whereby we have always been playing catch up, right? Mm. The fraudsters are able to innovate and because of there's a lack of regulations or they are free to do more, they have more opportunities to explore uh, given exploring the dark webs or whatever, not to, to try out new methods of attacking or, or whatnot. 
Uh, whereas for us on the uh, on the other side, we are actually constantly playing catch up to identify what is the latest attack patterns from them. With AI, we are able to generate patterns or test out new uh, uh, data patterns to identify all these potential loopholes um, that could be leveraged by a lot of fraudsters mm, and mm. build it into our own model. Mm. So this is an opportunity where we could level up back the game or even yeah. turn around. So you already have a, a step, you're already a step ahead. Because yes. you, yeah, okay. Yeah, and, and of course, uh, fraud detection is one of it. And also I think in Malaysia context, uh, I think there's a very high percentage of SMEs. Mm. And these SMEs, they would rely on the populations that are perhaps most of them are uh, less uh, exposed or they have a less, um, in terms of credit risk scores, their data could be uh, uh, lesser compared to the, 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 the bank population. Mm. So, so let's call them the unbanked populations, mm. right? Where you may have uh, less formal bank statements or, or credit histories that could determine your eligibility for, for loans and whatnot. So with AI, um, they could actually check other alternative perspectives like their background, um, their other uh, uh, data points such as the being a good paymaster, not just in terms of bank statements, but perhaps on their, even their, their uh, telco, source, telco scores where they constantly pay up for their monthly bills and whatnot. Even their rental charges and things like that. You, you can uh, correlate all this information, right? Yes. Basically right. building a persona uh, whereby it's not just based on the traditional uh, data points that have the, that the industry has been used to. So far. Yes, so far. Hold Correct. that thought. Let's take a short break and we'll come back because there's something I want to ask you about that. Folks, you are tuned in to Resource Center, of course. Uh, my name is Rich Brenry. I've been speaking with uh, Sir Young Go, Head of Compliance at Advanced.ai, Southeast Asia's leading provider of digital identity verification and risk management solutions. We're talking about some of the key developments and the role of AI in the business landscape for 2024. I'm Rich Brenbury. Keep it here on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Baba from Malacca, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. My name is Rich Bradbury. Welcome back to the all-new Resource Center. This is your one-stop shop for insights and strategies to help build, manage, and grow your business. I'm joined today in the studio by Sir Yong Go, Head of Compliance at Advanced.ai, Southeast Asia's leading provider of digital identity verification and risk management solutions. We're talking about AI and predictions and expectations. Just before the break, we were talking about Industries where you know this is going to make a big difference. Bank loans were one of the things that we spoke about. Insurance is something I'm sure we're going to speak about as well. The, but this kind of correlation of data uh, for the AI to use as for data points. One thing that worries me, and I'm sure it will worry the general public as well. And I know I'm going off script a little bit here, is the issue of privacy. Mm. Um, that must be a concern for citizens right now, especially here in Malaysia, where we've seen. Data breaches. Yes, I'm glad you said it. Yeah, exactly. We've seen many, many data breaches. And, and it's not something that we're um, 
it's not like that we're not familiar with them. You know, these have been regular and it's not like there's one a year. There's, there's two, three, sometimes four a year. When there's that amount of data being fed into AI, is this a legitimate concern for people? It should be. Mm. As, a, as a commoner, I would be concerned whether my data was used in what context and for what purpose, for how long, basically the, the, the hows and the whys yeah. uh, of, of what my data is being used for. Yeah. Um, and would that affect my um, personal well-being or, or is, is, am I going to be, aff- uh, how am I going to be affected by this, yeah. this, this AI technology? Yeah. So I think in, that's where it touches one of the key principles that all the AI related discussions and debates happening globally mm. is talking about will be the ethics Ethics, bias, privacy are the three things I keep hearing. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I think having a good foundation to lay that, that has been laid upon that allows such AI policy, uh, a mature AI policy to be put in place mm. will be critical. Mm. And I think Malaysia uh, data privacy posture of course it has been influenced by some matured ones like GDPR However, the data breaches, if it affects certain organizations that are not impacted or not being governed by Mm. the data privacy policy, Mm. I think there are some assessments or reviews or um, some analysis that needs to be relooked into. Mm. And this is actually, I think, personally, it's happening across all the countries as well in terms of this that um, a lot of the governments are actually not being part of the scope of the data privacy coverage right when if, if that is the context right then most of this public data or I mean the uh, population data they are held by certain government link entities what is their assurance yeah, that yeah. they could actually give to the to the public? The public, right, right. Yeah. I, I think one of the issues I, I have is, and I, you, you just kind of touched on it there, the, when it comes to policy, uh, particularly in stuff like privacy with AI, um, often the government is, is so far, and I, I don't mean Malaysian government, but governments in general around the world, because this technology is moving so fast, they're so much further behind the the private companies because it's the private companies that are really driving this thing, you know. And government policy, as you know, is something that when it needs to be changed, takes time. And by the time that time has passed, we're already somewhere else. Yeah. It's a difficult place to be in, right? Mm-hmm. I want to talk to you. Sorry, carry on, please. So, for example, the, the most recent development on the EU AI Act mm. was kind of a surprise or no surprise to me that uh, in the end there, there was this proposal to amend and allow um, data to be used uh, like for example the the law enforcements mm-hmm. they would be allowed to use some of these replays or uh, screenshots or images from the captured uh, data from the systems, from the AI systems, for the purpose of 
investigations and whatnot, maybe national security. I guess um, to play devil's advocate, that could be the reason uh, why most governments may allow or may request for their exclusion from this uh, data yeah, privacy yeah, policy yeah. for national security. Yeah. But they could be some, I mean, personally, I think uh, there are other ways to govern that perhaps, mm. but that's where the government's framework could be revised or assessed further. So you guys at advanced.ai, uh, you're part of the AI Verify Foundation. Uh, for people at home, um, can you elaborate on the foundation's role in developing AI uh, along these safe, responsible, and ethical guidelines? Sure. So the AI, AI Verify Foundation is actually uh, a community, uh, open source community actually established in Singapore mm. by a, a collaboration with um, multiple organizations to promote ethical and have a standard development of AI practices that can be referenced. Think, think for example, the uh, open source development framework where most IT communities can actually refer to. Or, um, yeah, so this community actually would promote toolkits or templates that organizations are interested to build AI for. They can reference to that as a first starting point to what it takes to build a responsible AI. Mm. And it covers 11 principles, which is more than what uh, Malaysia AI Roadmap would have covered. Of course, some of these are overlappings or like, um, mm, uh, more is definitely Better, better, yeah. yeah. But um, so, so for for but, Malaysia but organizations, when there is more and they're overlapping, then it becomes a bit more complicated, right? Surely, yes, yes. So organizations can pick and choose, and of course, the best would be for organizations to assess against all the the more principles, the better. But they they, they could always start off small. So I think this is the benefit of having a template to start off with I, because everyone uh, even for the AI Rakyat uh, platform or the assessment that I recently tried out I think some of the the concepts there are good and they are they, they could be layman enough for the commoners um, in the on the street to actually understand what AI is for uh, but when it comes to development of it, when you are in the front seat to develop this technology that we use by millions, then you play a key role to making sure that you are doing the right thing. Right. So these templates would help save you some time. Of course, maybe we will have an AI verify AI bot later on in the future, but who knows? I, I wouldn't be surprised actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so you throw in your source code and then they, do, they will assess it based on this kit mm -hmm. and then give you a score or something. Mm -hmm. um, but but it's essentially it gives the organizations a good start and it allows all the organizations that uses AI technology to have the same common language. Mm. This is one, one critical thing that even in other industries like engineering, they practice us because if you don't speak the same language, what's plain here in this country might be a different plane in another country. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think uh, it's, a good, it's a good start and we are excited to be part of the AI Verify Foundation okay. to advocate on all these, uh, because 
these these kids will help you save time. Mm. Basically, your your team to mm. know unless because not everyone uh, could look across all spectrums. Because if you are a developer, you are just looking at the codes. Um, but having this kit as your guidelines, you will be able to assess uh, what are the areas that you need to incorporate into your testing mm. cycle. Mm. Okay. okay, let's take a short break here then. Uh, folks, I'm still speaking with Sir Young. Um, uh, we've been uh, talking about key ethical guidelines, I guess, to tackle potential cases of misuse uh, in the AI landscape. We're going to be taking a short break, and of course, I'll be back in just a few moments here on Resource Center on BFM 89.9, the business station begin fun moments bfm 89.9 the business station bfm 89.9 the business station welcome back to the all-new resource center your one-stop shop for insights and strategies to help build manage and grow your business i'm joined today in the studio by sir young go head of compliance at advanced.ai southeast asia's leading provider of digital identity verification and risk management solutions before the break we talked a little bit about possible guidelines and some ethics uh, that can be presented uh, practice to prevent any misuse of ai in the business landscape and how we can tackle that in 2024 and, and so young we mentioned it briefly Governments are actively rolling out AI strategies, uh, including workforce training, prioritizing ethical AI development. How do you see these initiatives impacting the overall AI landscape here in Malaysia? I think this AI strategy is a good start to announce or perhaps to, because being the leader of the country, yeah. um, having this uh, visible commitment that there is this uh, roadmap that we are going for uh, shows the commitment that the the country will be investing into AI. And that's a good sign. It, it's his way, or when I say him, I mean, the Prime Minister's way of saying, we know AI is a big thing. We know you guys need to know about it. Uh, we would need to give you awareness that we are doing something about it and we'd like you to come along with us on this journey. Mm. Something along those lines? Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah. So, that AI strategy that has been made known publicly so far, which is a roadmap, yeah. uh, seems to indicate that there is the commitment to, to it demonstrates or outlines what are the elements that will be critical mm. to actually enable a, a mature AI landscape in Malaysia. And one of it, of course, will be the training and development, talent development. Uh, from that perspective, they have also taken the first step to roll out AI AI untuk right yet yeah. program uh, training platform, which apparently um, it, it will take about four hours, which uh, for anyone to to complete. But I think uh, it is still a good start that contains all the concepts, right concepts and um, uh, illustrations for the layman to understand what's AI for. Uh, Do you think it's enough for start? Yes. Uh, but I think to to empower all the other elements, I, I can't speak for the organization that wrote up the roadmap. Mm. But I think for me personally, uh, there will be some sectors that are benefiting it directly from the start, which was what the roadmap is for. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it will be key industries or sectors that Malaysia has been uh strong in such as manufacturing, manufacturing yeah. traffic 
traffic traffic management traffic systems mm. and perhaps uh, the healthcare mm. so for me personally it's a bit uh, pity that financial services was not one of the key sectors that was uh, prioritized it was a different story for other countries like Singapore or Indonesia mm. Mm. Uh, and this actually I think uh, perhaps it will be an area of, of improvement that in 2024 uh the the regulators or the policymakers for AI could actually look into mm. because one of the AI principles of being uh, uh, inclusive uh, inclusive innovation which is allowing innovations across all the sectors yeah that doesn't seem to jive with the current roadmap that has been out. I, I I would agree with you on that and the financial sector seems to be one of the biggest growth drivers for AI and you know, the economy in a lot of these regions, and it seems a little odd, as you say, that it's not been prioritized. Yeah, correct. Because fintech is, it's is, huge. is booming. Yeah, uh, worldwide is booming. No matter which country you look at, fintech is is up there. You know. Yeah. Okay. Um, on that note, then, what what role do you think industry regulations and global safety protocols play when it comes to AI development? The the guardrails are pretty much, I think. Uh, matured or not maybe it doesn't reach a matured stage yet but I think the guardrails that have been proposed in the EU AI Act seems yeah. to be heading the right way yeah. but the the impression that I'm getting from the ASEAN region in terms of the AI roadmap seems to be more of a, a guidelines instead of an act I, I've heard that too yeah so um, perhaps it's the context where the EU would want to, it's a, it's a different stand, but it seems that the, the stand that the ASEAN region is taking is somewhat similar to the US side of things, right. which is a more of a, rather than a prescriptive, it's more of a, a guidelines per se. Um, and it's up to each organizations or even sectors to actually apply them, mm, mm. right? So, uh, it feels like the EU and the US are coming down quite strongly on it. You know, they, they've kind of decided what they want to do in terms of policy and their guidelines. And as you say, Asia are like, uh, we don't want to restrict it too much. Let's see how things go. Let's see how this affects the US and the EU first. And then we'll make up our minds later. <laughs> it, it's kind of, that's how I see it. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah. I think... Uh Especially in in the uh, Southeast Asia, yeah, um, Indonesia, Philippines, Thailand, they are all somewhat in a similar rate of uh, the pace of development in in AI policy making. Yeah, where uh, the commitment is that we have a strategies and then we have the roadmaps to go with, but for now, it's best to have, but it's not really. Uh, Regulated, mm, like mm. just like the, e, mm. the e, in the EU side of things. I think I've got one more question for you just before I let you go. Uh, we'll, we'll, let's make this the last question to kind of uh, close off the conversation. When it comes to businesses here in Southeast Asia and in Malaysia in particular, how do you think that they should prepare for potential changes in 2024? Uh, and also to ensure that they use responsible AI practices? Hmm. Uh, I think 
awareness is already there in, yeah. and it's building up in, in Malaysia context. Hopefully, there is actually more build-ups and, and more take-ups for the AI Untuk Rakyat program. And we, I'm sure then there will be data to to demonstrate whether how effective that education has been. Hmm. But in the overall bigger picture of how we want to uh, develop or progress the AI industry or AI sector in, in Malaysia, I think talent development is, is one thing there. And having the infrastructure, I think Johor has been quite hot in preparing for yeah. the, uh, having provisioning the infrastructures to power such uh, AI, uh, AI, AI technology development in Malaysia. But while that infrastructure is being prepared, talent development is being educated, there needs to be the planning and strategizing. So I would think that it's natural for some sectors, like I said earlier in the, in the, in the chat, that they will be taking their own initiatives to assess, and it's a good thing. They could leverage not just whatever that's not in Malaysia yet, but um, regionally or even globally, there are a lot of frameworks or even guidelines from OECD on how they could actually prepare for the booming of uh, AI. Mm. Uh, take all this to actually do our own self-assessments first. Mm. And I think having an adaptive policy towards using the AI uh, uh, is actually critical. Mm. So that adaptive policy, of course, then requires the commitment of the, the management and a lot of business leaders or even uh, uh, company leaders, they are of course enticed to use this AI. But my strong opinion is that you need to identify what is the specific use case of why you want to deploy AI. In Don't your just do it for the sake of doing it. it is yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so if you if you blindly go into into that and not knowing what the AI technology impact could bring, be it to your own organizations or even some repercussions, because when you use sh such uh, technology, you may not know. Just like um, if you if you buy a sports car and you don't know what other functionalities besides driving, then you may not have a use of all those gizmos on, on your dashboards. Mm, mm. Um, and if one fine day you decide to use it and you don't know that it's actually uh, something risky to be used, if you are not aware of the functionality, it could bring harm to you. Don't press sports mode unless you need it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good example. So th that's why I think... Um, that's where the the coming back to our team, right? Some of the the uh, the gloomers that they may think this AI technology could bring harm to them because of the potential power that it could bring. Though, because um, if organizations build this AI technology without knowing that they have infringed some other uh, compliance or other legal uh, issues such as IP copyrights or data privacy issues, that could bring you harm instead of the potential productivity that your You're organizations expecting. was expecting, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Sayang, thank you very much for your time today. 
Thank you. Thank you, Richard. Pleasure speaking with you today. Um, folks, I've been speaking with Sir Young Go, Head of Compliance at Advanced.ai, Southeast Asia's leading provider of digital identity verification and risk management solutions. You've been listening to the newly revamped Resource Center. It's a one-stop shop for your strategies, tactics, and tools to better build, scale, and manage your business. Now, if you missed any part of this conversation, you can catch the podcast a little bit later on on our website at bfm.my or download the BFM app. You can also find our shows on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other podcast players. Just search for Resource Center. I'm Rich Bradbury, and this has been Resource Center, of course. Up next, it is Enterprise Explores. So keep it here on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.